the Dark Classroom. Welcome to the Dark Classroom podcast with your hosts Amelia and Anne Marie. Like and subscribe on YouTube, find them on Spotify in video format. And now let's go into the episode with your hosts Anne Marie and Amelia. Amelia. To the Dog Classroom podcast. This week we're going to be talking about small dogs, but first you should follow us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and also find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. So starting us off, Anne-Marie. Okay, so um, I asked to talk about this topic. You did? Small dogs, I did. Um, when I was younger, I honestly never thought that I would own a small dog. Oh, really? I grew up with a small dog. Oh, did you see? Um, Actually, now that we think about it, I grew up with a cockapoo. So probably about 20, 25 pounds. First dog was a lab, right? And then um, did get larger dogs then. And I I think back a little bit, but that's where I was at that time, right? Mm -hmm. Didn't have, and I don't want to say like I was stuck or anything, but, you know, didn't have kids, you know, recently married, so it was a little bit, you know, getting out hiking a little bit more, that sort of thing. Yeah. And I, I guess I always thought and had been around um, their larger dogs um, in general. And then being at that point, like um, a new veterinary tech. Yeah. And then seeing the different dogs come in always attracted more to the large dogs. Okay. So, um, but... The cool thing is in getting one of my first small dogs, what they teach you is amazing. Yes, you can learn a lot from small dogs. Yeah. So I think sometimes, I don't want to say they're overlooked, but, um, or they're stereotyped. There's so many stereotypes. Stereotyped, I think, is, is what I want to say because a lot of people look at small dogs as being like armpit. Yeah. Carried and yappy. Well, I grew up with, you know, Paris Hilton and Tinkerbell the Chihuahua yes, in her purse. And, <laughs> yes. and that was, you know, small dogs are accessories. They're not real dogs, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, again, then media always sort of affects the different yeah. breeds because don't we ever notice when a movie first comes out? Everybody oh, yeah. wants that, that specific breed. So um, in saying that, but you know, even though we're going to talk about how training, lifestyle and stuff can be a little bit different, but still, ideally, they're a dog. Yes, they are a dog. And I think, you know, both having small dogs, people have said to us, you know, like, that's not a real dog, or, you know, what are you going to do with that? Like, you know, and, you know, there, I think we have two of the most active chihuahuas that (laughs) that I know of anyway. Yeah. Um, So they definitely can be very much a real dog. I know I have a client that um, I have Shih Tzus in agility classes. I have a client that goes hiking with her uh, Lassa Abso. Like, yeah. they're, they they definitely are capable of doing things that I think sometimes um, people don't give them the benefit of the doubt. Right. But I think also sometimes people don't realize that they still have the same needs Yes. As medium to large dogs. So let's talk about, okay, what do we need by needs? Um, Training. Socializing. Mental stimulation. Exercise. 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 Right? Even um, 
possibly some of the smaller breeds may not need as much exercise as larger breeds, but honestly, some of the smaller breeds need more exercise. Than certain large breeds. Than certain large breeds. So really taking that into account, um, your lifestyle based on um based on the the breed or the personality of the dog because you know um some a lot of people are looking for a companion Mm -hmm. okay you know and then they want that dog you know to to sit with them um provide company but the also the need there is especially if they're younger they're busy yeah you know they do the same mouthing they do the same exploring yeah um and that that should be realized and not really um ignored because they're supposed to be just the small dog that likes to sit on the couch all day yeah and i think like just like we've talked about before there's breed traits that are that are more innate for some dogs so i know like there are dogs that are bred to be you know lap dogs that are they want to be you know with the person all the time but that does not mean that that's all they're going to do, yeah. right? It doesn't mean that just because you get a Shih Tzu that all they want to do is be in your lap. We, I grew up with a Shih Tzu. So that was my family dog, Betsy, when she was, <laughs> when I was growing up. And um, she, you know, she was very active. Like we always went and we took her for walks and she did lots of different things. And, and even now, like I said, I know lots of, of dogs that are maybe not the traditional breed to go hiking and all that stuff, but they're still very capable of doing, you know, if all you want to do is go out on a weekend hike and you're not out there every single day, you know, small dogs are, are definitely something to consider. Yeah. And then, um, but also still looking at the whole thing of getting a puppy. So we still have the house training we still have um, the mental stimulation, the exercise, but also remember living in Northern Ontario, right. as we're experiencing now, yep. um, there are changes in seasons. Yes. So I think a lot of them as well as owners, as well as people in general, you know, winter can be challenging as far as um, getting out, um, not only ourselves, but the smaller, smaller dogs as well. So, I'm really proud of the fact that um, we've started, and and we have been for quite a few years now, the the small dog classes. Yes. Because I think it's super cool when the owners come in and when they have success and the dogs are doing sits and downs and they're running through a tunnel, they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't think that they could do this. Yeah. And it's like, oh, they so can do it. Small dogs are capable of so many things. And, and I think going to what you said, like they still have, you know, house training and all that stuff. I yeah. think there are some things that are more challenging with small dogs, but yeah. that doesn't mean they can't be done. So house training, for example, um, when when Nuggie was a baby, you fostered her. So you had her in uh, November, December. Yeah. And I had her in January, February. Mm. And house training a one and a half pound chihuahua <laughs> puppy uh, in the dead of winter was not ideal. No. Right? Yeah. So again, you know, we can't always, you know, we we plan a little bit on getting that puppy. Ideally, I got Tulip too in, in February. And I think I got B in late winter. You know, we can't we're ready for that next dog right um but we can't necessarily plan when 
you know, that breeder is, is gonna, um, that dog's gonna have puppies or, or that sort of thing. I guess what I'm getting for ideally, it's not ideal to get a small dog in February. Uh, probably not unless yeah. you, you know, are, are really, really, really patient on the house training or you have an alternate idea for house training as I did. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Your idea is a little more different than mine, but there's ways to work through it. Right. And I think that's why I wanted to work on the small dogs, because I think there's so much more to the stereotype of an armpit dog and that they're yappy. Yes. <laughs> right. So um, in, in saying that, you know, yes, house training is a challenge, but they so can do it. Mm -hmm. Right. So I tell all my clients this all the time. I have straw or what you can actually do is somewhat litter train them. Yeah as well right so, so she goes out, outside the door yeah she goes outside the door does her business comes right back in her feet aren't freezing and she likes that much better you know we always revert to these pee pads and honestly we i guess could talk about house training as a whole nother one but yeah. um i honestly think hit or miss <laughs> right yeah. but um it's nice to have that option because they still want to be clean yeah Right. And um, having that exercise, though, is a challenge mm -hmm. during winter months because sometimes it's too cold. But on days like today, um, Nuggy and Tula don't want to be left behind. Right. And they whatsoever. were both out there walking. They, they were both coats. out there walking. They had jackets on. Tula had her booties. Uh, started off without them, but ended up on two feet. So, but you know, then she's able to move and generate that heat. One, you know, definitely thing about small dogs in winter is walking on leash to me um, is a little tricky, especially yeah. outside because they're not generating enough heat. Yeah. Right. So I think it's a little different where, you know, we have a pack trail and they're running and they're sort of moving back and forth to keep that heat component up. And um, the odd time, if they happen to be cold, they'll they'll be picked up. But usually, like yeah, I said, they... I, I wear a pouch and yeah. I put her in there when she needs a little break. And then when she wants out, she, she goes back on the ground. Um, and I think even just last week, walking club, right? So every month we host a, a social walking club for our clients. And we had, what, five or six small dogs? Yeah, actually, that was cool. And yeah, we did. We had a little Chihuahua crew at the back of the walk, and were we as fast as everybody else? No, but we made it. That was yeah. That was a solid hour and a bit yeah. of walking, and we went for another one after that. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, the little dogs can definitely do things. Um, I think it's just you have to keep your expectations reasonable, right? Like I was not expecting Nuggy to be up there with Maui and yeah. Frolic and the dogs with the long legs that can run. We're just, we're, we're doing our thing. We're doing it at a level that's reasonable for yeah. our, our small dogs. So I think that's really important. And I think the same thing sort of applies with training. And we have our training classes, right? So we offer um, everything from puppy, like beginner level stuff all the way through to now we have small dog agility <laughs> levels one through five. So we have an entire small dog agility program. We have small dog games. Like there's so many things that all of these little dogs are doing. And because they love to get out, they love to they work, do. they love to have fun, they love to socialize. Yes, we do small dog social. So they yeah. come in and they play, right, with other small dogs. And there's lots of different options for them. Um, so 
I think it's just important to to keep that in people's minds and go, you know, small dogs can definitely do things as well. There's a video of our small dog social, um, one of the recent ones. That was tons of fun. <laughs> but look at all the different breeds. We got terriers, we got shih tzus, we got chihuahuas. There was a German shepherd in there, but that was... <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, a little bit of an exception, but she found um, the littles a lot less intimidating than those uh, yeah. those uh, big puppies. And these are dogs of all different ages. Like we've got some in there that are six, seven years old, and we've got some that are four or five months. So it's it's great for them to have these things to get out and do. Um, so usually in the winter we run more small dog classes. Yeah, we do. And the other thing too is. I think another reason why some of us get small dogs is the portability. That was actually a consideration because I remember before I got Nuggy, you guys went, uh, you took Tulip to California on a plane. Yes. And I wanted a dog that could go on a plane. Yeah, because we didn't, we went in the winter. Yes. I think it was January. And um, I don't feel comfortable flying dogs in cargo. So we could only take the littles because they could fit under the seat. Yeah. Anyway, actually Tulip was the star of that uh, that conference. So um, they were oh, always yeah, that was looking- Clicker Expo. Yes, they were always looking for the little Chihuahua Tulip to see what she was doing because she participated in some of the, the demoing. So they found it quite, quite fun. But I just remember the expression when we got off the plane, we left in snow and we got off and she saw a palm tree. She just seen her face. <laughs> yeah. Nuggy definitely likes summer. She's yeah. definitely into more activities in summer. She does agility and all those fun things. But um, I think part of that too is our dogs are able to do these things because we socialize them. Yeah. And I think a lot of people socialize small dogs either incorrectly or not at all. Not at all. Because yeah. it's not okay to take your dog and shove it into someone's arms. You wouldn't do it with a big dog, right? But people go and they pick up the small dog and then they learn to be scared of people. Yeah. And then we wonder why our small dogs are seen as aggressive when people just do things to them because they can. Because they can, yeah. Because they can, yeah, pick them up and maneuver them and, and that sort of thing for sure. So, yeah. But going back to the portability thing, yes, I just want to comment in that um, some of us do get small dogs because we're able to take them to different mm -hmm. places. Um, so just, you know, think about that sometimes. And, you know, we all go out and we run errands and we go to different places, you know, consider, especially in wintertime, um, can you bring your dog inside? Yeah. You know, is that a good social social experience for sure. Like, you know, my little joke is um, Tulip loves winners and she goes and tries out all the dog beds, oh. you know, and she was actually sitting there and people thought at first she was a statue and <laughs> she was just sitting there nicely on the couch um, looking for cookies. But just think about, yeah, the socialization part is, is with the portability, they don't necessarily, you know, just have to stay at home and, and be that fixture on the couch. Yeah but they need to learn to go out and socialize and have it happen slowly instead of, you know, all of a sudden we take them, um, what do I wanna say? Well, you're saying you take them shopping, right? right. You're not gonna take them shopping if that's gonna be a horrible experience for them. Yeah. And they haven't been socialized and they're barking at everybody and people are trying to touch them. Yeah, reaching towards them. Yeah, that and sort of thing. And there's lots of ways to socialize small dogs 
without that, right? We don't have to flood them and overwhelm them and let people do things. Right. Yeah. Right? But again, I think it's about people's expectations. Yes. Where like we just commented on small dogs should be able to be picked up and touched by random people. I don't believe by any means um, that about any any, any dog, any, dog yeah. any size of dog. But um, again, they're their own personality and they're comfortable, mm -hmm. definitely comfortable with different things. So remembering that when you're socializing and now we're sort of talking socializing and I think the way I look at it sometimes is two ways of socializing are one of them with them being held because right. sometimes for safety purposes, if, if um, like I mentioned that time you said we went to California in the airport with all the people walking around, they did not see a little yeah. there. So, you know, sometimes you do need um, to pick them up, but socializing to the world being held is way different for little socializing to the world being on the ground. Yeah, and think about just physically what things look like to them when yeah. they're on the ground, right? Everything is big, everything can be scary. Um, even like socializing with other dogs, right? Yep. Um, a lot of the time I know in like puppy play school, when Nuggie did puppy play school, she was the only small dog. And you know, you, you have to adapt and sort of make it um, so that they're still having positive experiences because if they're just allowed to be pummeled and people yeah. go, oh, they'll get used to it, yeah. then yeah, no wonder your dog is yappy and reactive and scared. And because they've had dogs. nothing but negative experiences. But I honestly think it works both ways. I think small dogs need to be socialized to all sizes, not only themselves, because yeah. it is safer for small dogs to play with each other or mm -hmm. a little bit bigger. You do have to watch it sometimes when you know, they play with the larger dogs, accidents can happen. But I also quite believe that larger dogs, um, I think people need to make a point of socializing them to smaller dogs. Yeah. Um, and just to, to put in their cats, like just something smaller that moves a little bit differently because you can imagine being that small and having that large dog moving towards them. And the other cool thing I've always find is you know, dogs know what size they are. Yeah, and I mean, there's so much interesting stuff out there about like, you can tell what size, the, the dogs can tell what size each other are from their pee. They can tell from <laughs> the different smells that they give off their pheromones and stuff. Like they know so much information about that other dog. Yeah. Right, which is very interesting to me. Yeah, so it's about you know, sometimes we have to look at that smother, smaller dog, maybe, you know, a little more timid or be more mar barky, but possibly look at the, the reason why. Yeah. You know, they do experience the world a little bit differently. I really encourage people of small dogs and my own to try to socialize them on the ground, mm -hmm. you know, as well, because, you know, a dog coming at them looks way different, whether being held um, or on the ground, or even we can, you know, go back to kids or different types of people. Again, saying they're still a dog. Yes. They still need to be socialized. They still need to be trained and they have that ability. The nice thing about them being able to be on the ground too when they're socializing is it gives them a choice because a lot of the time the dog does yeah. not have a choice. If we're holding them, True. You're, yeah. you're seeing this person, right? And we don't know because the body language is different. They're in our arms. We can't see fully what's going on. So if they're on the ground and they're giving us clear body language, yes, I'd like to move forward. No, I'd like to retreat, 
we can get that information and see, are they actually enjoying themselves? And do they choose to go forward and do those things? That's a super good point. Yeah. Yeah. Very good point. And, and a lot of the time, like when I'm thinking in classes, like for, for playtime and stuff, when we do our small dog classes and we have off leash playtime is you'll see a lot of people, they want to like pick up the dog and put them in the middle. And in a big dog class, you would never see that. Nobody's going to drag their dog into the middle of the room and go, here, play. Yeah. Um, so we're actually getting to see if they're choosing to socialize or not. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just going to the word choice, give those small dogs the choice as well. Because just like you're saying again, is we can easily just pick them up mm -hmm. and, and make them do certain things where I, I believe, yes, and they'll learn from it is I think there should be a choice component. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, you know, we're not going to go pick up and try maneuver though, you know, pulling on leash, that sort of thing. So just realize that, yes, they are smaller. Sometimes you need to just, you know, go a little slower, step back a little yeah. bit. And they do have different needs, even though, um, even though they are dogs, right? And the other thing to remember a little bit and not going sort of on the tech track, but they can have, you know, different health concerns. Yes. As Small well. dog teeth are a thing. They are so a thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's definitely like... I want to say there's there's different considerations for having a small dog, but it's not worse than having a big dog. You know what I mean? Like people think that having a small dog is less of a dog, or that or that they're they're maybe more aggressive or something like that. Yeah. But I think they're they're just different. Yeah. Right. And I'm trying to sort of summarize a little bit. So maybe I want you to take over and and give us like a little. A conclusion. A conclusion. Okay. So when owning or consider owning a small dog, um, they still need the same things, ideally, as a lar large dog would need. You know, you have the house training, you have possibly the crating, they're still likely to chew things, they need exercise, uh, mental stimulation, uh, for sure a good diet, right? Because... Um, I'm going to say, okay, a good diet, but you also have to watch that you don't overfeed. It's quite yes. easy to overfeed a little, which then adds further, yeah. further health issues. But, um, you know, and their, their own stream, like I would say no person or no dog is perfect. Right. right? So it's just looking at, um, will it complement your lifestyle yeah right um can you adapt certain things um again to that lifestyle and and then we talk about you know giving them the opportunities of doing different things and so forth um during the winter um or like you said are we are they super active or hiking can the dog you know keep up um or even saying health-wise you know we get small dogs looking at, yeah, they're going to need a few dentistries and sometimes they may need different medical things yeah, um, as well as the dog, as the larger dogs, but it can be, it can be a little different. I think what I really wanted to do um, for the podcast and get sort of across is um, 
I don't want to say ask more of your small dog, but let them show you what they can do. Let them show you what they can do. Perfect. There you go. Beautiful. Episode wrapped. Thank you.